Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's a soul anchor. Hold on to the hope it is a soul Hello. This is the Soul Anchor Podcast. And I am your host, Vidal Moreno. In the Soul Anchor Podcast, we seek to anchor our faith in the truths of the Bible while we sail across the sea, seeking adventures where they can be found. We are living in a post-Christian world here in the West. It seems like Christianity is in full retreat from a culture that has become increasingly hostile to our beliefs. And yet, we have been commanded to fulfill our great commission and take the gospel to everyone, including the people who hate and revile us. So, how do we equip ourselves to be ready to share the gospel when the Holy Spirit gives us that opportunity? How can I win someone into the family of God when he or she simply does not care whether there is a God or not? In his book, Apathyism, How We Share When They Don't Care, Kyle Bashirs gives us the strategy for how to reach these people who simply don't care. It is a very practical book, easy to read, and full of insights. I challenge you to pick it up at your favorite bookstore. In our last episode, we took a long look into our hearts and asked a very important question. Do we have apathetic tendencies? Do we believe what God says is real, is really, really real? We have to answer that question in the affirmative, before we can hope to reach our apathetic friends. So what now? Now we will spotlight our friends. What do they want? How can they go about life the way they are without asking God questions? How do we get them from apathy to even being willing to ask these God questions? We began this series by asking the question, How can we share the gospel with our apathetic neighbors? Before answering that question, we had a lot of ground to cover. We needed to know the conditions in which apathyism arises and to explore apathyism in detail. We also needed to consider how apathy toward God affects us as Christians. Now it's time to put what we've learned into practice. Having recaptured our joyful witness, we turn our attention on how to approach our apathyistic friends. There are some key things to remember. Number one, apathyism is a duality that affects both beliefs and feelings. That is, apathyists believe that God is unimportant and feel that way as well. Number two, apathyism flourishes within certain cultural conditions in which belief in God is contested and diverse and people are comfortable and distracted. Three, all people yearn for joy. 
for which God is the only true and lasting source. 4. Apatheists don't care about the source of their joy, but they do desire it nonetheless. For these reasons, our approach must be fourfold. Number one, we need to speak to both their minds and their hearts, challenging both beliefs and feelings about God. Number two, we must take into account that no two apathists are the same. They will likely display similar responses when we approach them with the gospel, but unfortunately, unlike the evangelism explosion technique of the 70s and 80s, there is no one-size-fits-all approach. The one thing in common they all have is that they must experience disruption in their distracted, comfortable lives before the gospel can grasp them. Number three, we must take into account the sources of joy that each apatheist is pursuing. And number four, we must proclaim through word and testimony that God is the true and lasting source of joy. This last point is crucial. Apatheists won't care about God, but they will care about that which only God can give. You see, they pursue joy, just like we all do, but they look for it in all the wrong places. They've exchanged joy for the happiness that they find in themselves, in others, and in things. God isn't considered a source of joy because they lack the reason and motivation to consider Him the source of joy. Our goal, then, is to give them reasons and motivations to search for joy in God, which can only come by faith in the gospel. But how is that possible for someone who doesn't care about God? How do we show someone the way to joy when he or she is stuck in the snare of indifference? When I was a young man, I was taught the importance of quote-unquote soul winning. I was encouraged to go out and meet people in the park or on the streets and engage them in order to tell them about Christ right there and then. As you can tell already, that may have worked a hundred years ago when people who did not know Christ certainly knew of Christ. Back then, your normal unchurched person out there knew enough. They just did not want to take the next step. Normal unchurched people walking around today really don't know much, or they do not believe what little they do know, and above all else, they certainly don't care. The time for bold, in-your-face evangelistic strategies is over. Instead, our initial instincts should be to marry a winsome attitude with apologetics. I have used this word before, but I would like to define it the way that Bashir's defines it. Quote, the art of crafting and making arguments for the defense of Christian truth claims. 
Apologetics seeks to answer objections to the gospel in an engaging manner that makes the faith plausible and hopefully believable to unbelievers, end quote. There are various methods of apologetics, and I would have to spend an entire podcast just to explain them. Yet, I am afraid that these methods may fall on deaf ears with apatheists. Consider how an apologist typically approaches a skeptic. The conversation usually begins with the apologist offering a persuasive argument for the plausible existence of God by appealing to the skeptic on the grounds of reason and conscience. The skeptic hears the argument, then responds positively or negatively. If the response is negative, the apologist does what she can do to answer objections, sparring over their struggles. The goal, of course, is not to demonstrate the plausibility of just any transcendent being, but the existence of the God of Scripture. So, the conversation draws to a close with the proclamation of the gospel. Lord willing, the conversation blossoms in a faith declaration and leads to discipleship in the future. But here's the problem. A conversation like this is only possible if both parties are actually interested in God questions. Unfortunately, with apatheists, there is no shared, minimally common interest in God questions. Our Athens lacks a statue to the unknown God. An apathetic person finds God and God questions irrelevant, uninteresting, and perhaps even undesirable. This is why apathyism is far more challenging for evangelism than religious atheism and agnosticism. Apathy robs us of the common interest in God that sparks the kind of gospel conversation we can enjoy with skeptics and unbelievers. We must modify, not jettison, our apologetic methods when approaching apathyism because we start apologetic conversations with apathists in a deficit of interest. You see, we need to gain their interest in God questions before we can move on to familiar apologetic territory. But if they're not interested in God, where do we begin? The 19th century philosopher Soren Kierkegaard wrestled with apathy in his day. He was born into an affluent family in Copenhagen. Like other European nations, Denmark supported an official church. Kierkegaard lamented that his fellow citizens had become lulled into a false sense of identity living in Christendom. To be Danish was to be a Christian, so they thought. For many people, faith was more about citizenship than relationship which produced an apathy of spiritual faith. In effect, to Kierkegaard, Denmark had become a nation of practical atheists. To be genuinely Christian was not to be a member of the state church. Rather, it meant having an unconditional, individual commitment to the faith. What he discovered and wrote about was that the only way to overcome apathy was to compel someone to self 
reflection. A self-reflection that is sustained long enough to allow for critical thinking. But what could possibly compel someone past indifference to interest? The answer for Kierkegaard was doubt. Not the kind of doubt we're used to in the Bible, but an uncertainty that causes us to investigate our assumptions. We only think about something for an extended period of time when we're interested in it. The uncertainty that accompanies doubt throws interest into the mix. If our beliefs are built on assumptions, then doubt is a thought earthquake. This is when someone looks at you and earnestly says, I have never thought about that. At this point, curiosity overtakes apathy, motivating us to discover and find answers. In short, doubt motivates us to think about things we didn't care about before. This is why we shouldn't start conversations with apathyists by asking them to think objectively about God questions. Instead, the first step we must prompt them to take is not upward to God, but inward to the self. To borrow the great 20th century philosopher Francis Schaeffer's language, we must first identify points of tension that exists in the lives of apathists. For Schaeffer, whoever holds non-Christian beliefs about the world strays from reality because only Christianity presents the world as it truly is. For this reason, unbelievers live with various tension points, conflicts between personal conviction and reality, as they live consistently in this world. Schaefer argued that to shelter themselves from this conflict of belief in reality, each person has, quote, built a roof over his head to shield himself at the point of tension, end quote. The job of the apologist is to gently and lovingly push on these tension points to remove the roof. This approach exposes the internal world of the unbeliever to the external world of reality. When the roof is off, Schaefer said, quote, each man must stand naked and wounded before the truth of what is, end quote. This roof removal produces the desired doubt. And if apathists doubt their beliefs, then their doubt will stir within them curiosity-driven interest. So, what does the ideal conversation with an apatheist look like? Bashirs gives that to us in his penultimate chapter. I would like to give you a taste of it in a unique way. This may take several episodes, but I am inviting my wife Jackie to come aboard and play the role of an apatheist. I will play the role of the apologist. Interspersed in the conversation, I will add Bashir's commentary. So I am really looking forward to these episodes. It's going to be fun for me and hopefully enlightening for you. If you're enjoying the Soul Anchor podcast and would like to automatically receive the podcast every time I upload an episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button. 
Soul Anchor Podcast is also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The Soul Anchor Podcast Facebook page has the complete transcript of this episode. Like the page so that you can receive notifications when I post information about these episodes. I invite all my listeners to message me on Facebook or email me at vidmore at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. I get very little feedback, and I would love to get some feedback, positive or negative. Getting back to the podcast, if you're enjoying the podcast, tell others about it and leave a five-star review because that will allow the podcast to get more recognition in the community. Till we meet again. It's a soul anchor. Hold on to the hope it is a soul anchor. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.